This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. It's the After the Show podcast, precious show. We don't care, we're about to swear on the air, it's the After the Show, so tune in if you dare. KVJ, get your skate every single day, it's unsaid. We want to say what we want to say. Hello and welcome to the KVJ after the Sherbert cast. Welcome to your Tuesday. Virginia's just now feeling normal. <laughs> Let's take a little while to brush off a good uh, drunk night. These it days. does. Yeah. Oof. Harder and harder with every passing year. <laughs> yes. But still doesn't stop me from being a damn pirate. That's right. She's still going after it. Good for you. You're not a quitter, Virginia. Not a quitter. (laughs) Never. Uh, Thanks for all the emails rolling in, uh, people checking the show, and also people getting back to us. They were there on Saturday night at the Palm Beach Kennel Club. Lynn, it said, just wanted to thank you guys for a great time on Saturday. My cheeks still hurt from laughing. Oh, good. Uh, I can't wait for the next one. Been a listener for 20-plus years, and I'll continue to support you guys as long as you're putting out content. You are all truly so kind to your fans, and it warms my heart. My best friend and I were almost at the back of the line on Saturday for pictures at the end of the night, and it seemed to go on forever, but I watched <laughs> as each person or group came up to have their moment with you, and you all were very excited to meet them as they were to meet you, and it says a lot for the kind people that you all are and why well, you have listeners that are going to support you for many years to come. So I know you must have been tired and some more tipsy than others. <laughs> <laughs> I resemble that remark. But you gave us uh, your all, and it didn't go unnoticed, so thank you. Well, thank you very much. It's very nice. Yeah, very, we, we loved it. It's a very kind email. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was fun. Caitlin, who drove all the way from Charlotte, was just here with her adorable son. I just apologized Caitlin. to her because I gave uh, Caitlin like a nine-minute hug you did. You <laughs> on hugged Saturday. Me. You hugged me during the podcast, too, and it was really awkward because you thought I was mad at you, and I swear to you on everything, I was not at all mad at you. And you just looked at me all of a sudden. I couldn't understand what you were saying. You just looked at me. Don't be mad at me. Don't be mad at me. And I go, what? I go, I'm not mad at you. And then you just looked at me and gave me the most awkward hug ever. <laughs> I'm going, dog, I'm trying to perform over here. What the uh. fuck you on? <laughs> It's huggy time. Yeah. <laughs> huggy bear over here. I was hugging everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Are you on ecstasy? <laughs> I swear I wasn't. I I, I swear. I'm, I don't really think you were on ecstasy. <laughs> I, I was just drinking. That's <laughs> it. So, I drank a little too much. Uh, Josie said, I've been a listener since Todd, and my kids grew up listening to you ever since elementary school, and they even knew the lyrics to a lot of your theme songs, and with all that, I never had attended one of your events. I was just too shy to go, but my son and I went to Saturday's ATS podcast, and we had such a great time. We sat with strangers, and it wasn't awkward. Everybody was so nice. We laughed so much. The only downside was it ended so early, Aww. and there was no after party. WTF, I'm a Mexicana, <laughs> and I can party to the wee hours of the morning. I just wanted to uh, go out and dance somewhere, so I took my drunk ass home. Yeah, we had had a little bit of an after party the last time, probably because my daughter Caitlin uh, got uh, her mama out, so 
That's probably why that happened. I, I hope that uh, my daughter will be at the next one, so maybe we can get the queen to stay a little bit later. But yeah, uh, Virginia probably shouldn't have done an after party either. No, so. yeah. I'm gonna have to yeah make some adjustments. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to go out. I just, I was tired, man. I know that yeah. sounds like such a pussy excuse. Yeah, you probably didn't want to go out with me because then you would have been hugged more. I made sure I did not. I my plan was this: was to get you out of there and then. Get the fuck out with Denny's because we it was just a long day. <laughs> but you were a main concern. <laughs> <laughs> you really were though. For me. So I saw it. I saw like a quarterback on a field. I go, oh shit, we gotta throw an audible. Yeah. <laughs> Time to readjust. Yeah. The defense is throwing something different at us. <laughs> Look out. This is gonna get crazy. Uh Michael had uh, sent an email here. Uh, about Elon Musk and Twitter, and uh, it is kind of crazy, everything that's uh, going on. Every day there seems to be a new story about uh, what's going on with it. He said, I've heard Kev mention his use of uh, Twitter and uh, his comments and thoughts on all the changes that uh, have been happening, and uh, another day, another change. Um he said, this is actually the start of Elon Musk's long-term goals for developing an everything app. And even before buying Twitter, he had thought about describing it as Twitter plus Substack and YouTube, PayPal, Amazon, TikTok, WeChat, Baidu, all that being a part of this new universe titled X. And he believes it's going to be a trillion-dollar company. Apps like this, specifically WeChat, are popular in places like China, where it's part of the fabric of our day-to-day lives. So Michael's uh, hitting us up from China, I believe. He wants oh. people to view it more as a financial platform and says it will help anyone profit off content. He also says it's going to transform journalism by offering an alternate to subscription models where people can just make easy payments for whatever strikes their fancy. He's also invested heavily in AI and was one of the founders of ChatGPT and plans to use this for the X universe. In summary, he's seeking to replace the internet. Well, fascinating stuff, and honestly, don't take my little pea brain to question his. I'm just as my pea brain tries to absorb what he's doing and his implemental changes right now to Twitter. I am uh, curious as to what is going on. It's a lot of changes, and so far, I wouldn't necessarily say that I've enjoyed any of them to this point. I did see, and that was the big debut this week, was he had put out this X is the new symbol. It's a Unicode character and monotype font is what it says. Now, I guess if you're smart like Michael, who just uh, sent this email, you probably know all about that. It's considered to be a mathematical double struck capital X. And it was added to the Unicode in March of 2001. So it's a Brainiac type stuff that would identify with this. But there's also another Brainiac out there that identified this. You know who that person might be? Mark Zuckerberg, and it looks like he already has the trademark on this X logo that Elon Musk is now slapping on Twitter. They expect a massive lawsuit to be coming Elon Musk's way to abandon use of the X that he just added to Twitter. Settle it in the ring. It would be another thing to fight about, right? Yeah, the winner takes the trademark. But do hardcore style, bare knuckles. He didn't do research to make sure nobody had the trademark I, on his I, double fancy X? I just don't understand. I, I don't know. This is what I just don't understand. I understand I have a pea brain. I, I get that I don't have the capacity to process to the level of Zuckerberg and Elon Musk, two of the brightest men on our planet. So I, I just sit here saying at this point, dumb Kev doesn't quite understand what you're trying to do with all this. 
So I, I know I enjoy getting my news and sports off of your app. I've enjoyed it to this point, uh, but it's kind of crazy. And it seems like they're battling back and forth because Michael had talked about this where you would be able to then create content that they would pay for. And oddly enough, I just got something from Meta, which is Zuckerberg, your Instagram and your Facebook, about us becoming a paid contributor. How and much they going to pay? I don't know. I'm <laughs> like, I don't need that. I, a nickel a no, post? <laughs> exactly. I, I deleted it because I had even just read this last week. There was um, somebody else that was kind of ragging. Maybe it was on Twitter or somebody was ragging on some platform where there was supposed to be a, a paid content provider. And they're like, I haven't made dick off of it. And there was somebody yeah. who had a pretty good platform. I can't remember who it was. It escapes me at the moment because there's so much news about these social platforms going around. I can't retain all of it. But then the other thing I saw is now TikTok has introduced a new feature that's going to let users make text posts. So TikTok is now trying to step in the lane what? that Zuckerberg did with threads that didn't seem to work. And so now they're going to try something as well. Does that take off or are people just so used to TikTok for what it is that they're not going to just start throwing up text posts? That's just weird if you're changing what you're famous for. I agree. It, it, it's kind of like McDonald's adding a ribeye steak to the menu. And yeah. you're like, um, what? That's not what I come here for. Something that works. Keep it. Yeah. And, you know, I, I almost wonder is, is I see what these brainiacs are doing and they're all trying to position themselves as the global leader, but they're dealing with a lot of dumb people, i.e. me. And so I just wonder if all of their smartness can't relate to the dumbness of what humanity truly is, and they're confusing the masses, at least me. That happens, too. If you're too, too smart, you're losing the fucking room over here. Yeah, exactly. They say so. if you are the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. I don't know what that feels like. Don't worry. You can stay seated. <laughs> <laughs> you too, Cowboy Cool. Mm -hmm. cowboy, I don't hate it. I don't hate that name. <laughs> I don't hate Cowboy Cool. Yeah, Michigan Mike says, you know, just come on over to the Liberated side. I haven't uh, had social media in three years. It's such a relief. And I, I, I don't argue with you, but I, I do want, hey, if there was another thing, all I want, I like news and sports, and I like to read commentary about it. And we also need it to promote our KVJ stuff. Like, we couldn't do what we do in this world without it. It's it's great yeah, promotion no. it is. for well, this radio show. You have to have it if you if you do what we're doing. In fact, yeah. you have to have it in a lot of businesses these you days. You do. Now, with that said, if I was not in this business and I did not have to be a part of social media, I would say goodbye to it and shut the door. I think it... I, I fucking hate it. I really do. For for the bad reasons. I think sometimes the bad reasons can outshine the good reasons. It's like if you have a party of 50 people and two guys come in and start pissing all over your cake, you're kind of like those two guys kind of fucked up the party a little bit. You're right. There's a lot of people pissing on you on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. It's just, I've I, I personally seen it change society a little bit. We're pissy, and I think a lot of do has to do with social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it does. So... You know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. It seems like every single platform, in fact, every platform is in flux. And I guess you have to be to always adapt and change with what people are doing. But it, when was the last time you really saw TikTok was the big splash that happened years ago? But when was the last time any of these platforms made any kind of adjustment? It radically changed the platform and you loved it a lot more. I can't really right now think of many. Usually when they change, it confuses their users 
and they're changing to something that they're not famous for. And you're like, wait, what? It's not why I come to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, got a uh, message uh, on the uh, chat saying, uh, Kev, just uh, find a couple voices you trust and follow their newsletters on Substack. I'll figure out what that's all about. Substack? What's that? Exactly. Is it a new one? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I'm I'm just kind of keeping an eye on all of it and checking it all out and see where it all goes. I just, I hope that Elon Musk doesn't completely tank Twitter as it is because I understand it right now and I know how to use it and I like it. The latest one that's coming out as well is Mind Control. It's a new social media. Is it? We're like, wait, what? Mm. Now I got to be on mind control? (laughs) That's a terrible name for (laughs) launching something. Their agenda is certainly clear. Yeah. They won't let you know up front. (laughs) (laughs) Just so you know. Um, Some interesting things, and I'm sure this is, um, well, this has already been a fight uh, on social media. Now, look, I'm intrigued by some of the conspiracy theories that are out there and I look at them, but I think, you know, majority of them are completely fanciful and kind of laugh and don't put too much into it. But did you guys hear the story? There's uh, the singer Tori Kelly. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, she's in the hospital being treated for blood clots. She collapsed Sunday night during dinner with friends. And I don't know if I've just been hanging on too many conspiracy theory sites, but before the pandemic, do you guys remember so many people passing out and so many stories of blood clots and strokes? Well, I would say this. You may not have heard about those stories because they may be more in your face now. Yeah. That's what I'm wondering. Pandemic. This is only a question about my perception. Is it because they're thrusting them in my face that I am noticing these? Or are there more today than there were and would they ever be able to put any kind of correlation? Because I know a lot of conspiracy theorists are trying to put it was a COVID vaccine that is uh, going with this. But, yeah, I, I would just like to see if there is a, a source that doesn't have an agenda based. Is it my perception that there's more because I'm seeing it more often? How many people are getting blood clots and strokes at a younger age before there was such a thing as the COVID vaccine? Yeah, you'd have to take all kind of research on that because yeah. it is in your face now after the fact. And I, I, look, I don't have an answer on either way, but that's what someone's going to say. Yeah. Go, well, did, do you have, what about the stuff that was happening before COVID? Was it prevalent before yeah. that? Those things take research. And I started doing just a quick uh, dive on it, and Scratch Addict uh, already talked about this, and uh, they'd say Chris, Chris Bosch was really the first uh, big blood clot story, and that's pre-pandemic. So that that was the first thing I... I saw, and I'm like, yeah, well, that that would be your first argument that, yeah, this is something that was happening before it. But it would be interesting to have, for me, just even as a segment and to know how many younger people had blood clots and strokes before the COVID vaccine, and then how many prevalent names has it been since? It is somebody just trying to create an agenda-based story I'll know. about I'm gonna, it. I'm going to go online and ask some COVID <laughs> questions and see what <laughs> people think about covid yeah. Hey, vaccines. hey, guys, what do you think about that coronavirus vaccination? And then yeah. after we tackle this, gun control. 
All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. <laughs> Always gets great numbers. It does get, Always gets great look, numbers. It gets great numbers. Yeah. <laughs> you can feel the anger, though. Every single time. Great numbers myocarditis that's the one that i hear a lot yeah everybody's talking about how there's so many more people with myocarditis right right then that was a thing that was a thing is that real i had heard about that before the pandemic though and that's the one i don't to me i haven't really seen uh an uptick of that i don't know i know people try to say that there is but i'd heard of that before the pandemic so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, hopefully one day they'll get all this sorted out. I assume they will. It's not going to be agenda-based, and there will be a truth stamped to the statement. <laughs> I hope. Kevin. I don't know. I'm, I'm hopeful that, you know, one day with time and perspective that we'll be able to pull out. I'd be like, gosh, remember all the stories of that? It does seem like with time you do get some clarity. Sometimes. I hope, uh, but I, I hope it happens in our lifetime and we don't have to wait till all the people that are twisting the facts die before mm-hmm. the truth comes out. It seems like about the only thing we haven't gotten the clarity on is the JFK assassination story and still waiting on UFOs. Still with that balloon, too, that was flying around. Remember that? I'm just kidding. Oh, the spot. No, I think we got clarity on I know, that. I'm just joking. Yeah, that one worked out. UFOs, I think we're going to, I think we'll have answers in. In a canon, in a Rocco lifetime. Yeah. I'm very UFO hopeful. Mm-hmm. I, I clearly have an alien UFO agenda. I want this to happen. Yeah. Because I, I, I think it's a thing that is very possible of happening and probable of happening. Oh, no doubt. It would just be cool to finally get an answer. Know what else is out there. And, yeah. and maybe they have a different perspective of things like death or yeah. different dimensions. I know I sound fucking crazy. Well, but that's not. I mean, it's <laughs> it's going before Congress again this week, talking about uh, UFOs, people who've seen them, credible people testifying as to what they saw. Um, a lot of them are military pilots who witnessed them firsthand. Now, again, you're just hearing people's stories, and it feels like okay, maybe some credibility is added to this, but there's still no evidence or proof. That gets you anywhere. Much like electricity, I know I've said this before, I just feel like there's things we as humans have not tapped into that could lead into other answers. Before electricity happened, people would think you're crazy that electricity, what are you talking about? It was there. We just har- harnessed into it. We found a way to tap into it. Yeah. I feel that way possibly about dreams, mm-hmm. death. Yeah. I don't know. 
I'm, but would you want to know those answers? I think the more the, the more we the smarter we get as a species, we could probably handle those kind of answers and questions. They had an F-18 pilot I saw that was talking about this, and I think he might be testifying before Congress. He was talking about how he was flying, and they observed a tick-tick-tick-shaped uh, object that was, like, right above the water, and they were talking about the maneuvers and the speeds that uh, they saw this thing did and the propulsion, saying it just it was impossible what, what it was doing. So I think that's one of the people that's going to be talking to him. The crazy thing, too, is the, the stories about people seeing – Creatures, things that are not human. That's what's weird. So if you're a person that had a credible job, like you're an F-18 fighter pilot, and credibility is big for you, and they don't want to hand over this very expensive jet to somebody that might be a wackadoodle, do you go back and tell people what you saw or you just be like, All right, I better just shut my mouth here. Back this then, is my career. They wouldn't let they A, if you were, you'd get shamed. And then B, if you would be open and honest, they'd tell you to shut the fuck up. You never saw shit. So it was either being shamed or being silenced. And that was a big, big thing for these military people. Because yeah. you're right, they would nerve if you're flying planes up there, you're you're taking shit seriously. You're not joking around. Right. We're talking about military clearance and secret clearance and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I think there was a lot of, of fear tactics that would mm-hmm. scare people into being silent. Because what do you personally gain from that? Honestly, it's just a lot easier I to shut up. I think you hurt yourself more than you gain, yeah. back then, especially yes. back then, because everybody would be mad at you. Your bosses are mad at you. They're like, shut the fuck up. Well, back yeah. then, you're not getting paid for these crazy interviews. You're not having a TikTok channel. Now you'd have more incentive to lie. Back then, when people tell the truth about that, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think they would lie. Yeah. So another interesting story. They say the FBI now acknowledges that it's investigating an apparent attempt to hijack a fifth flight on 9-11. Whoa. And 12 of the 19 hijackers who commandeered the other planes lived or had connections here in Palm Beach County. So that's just when you look back on that day, just what was going on with it here in South Florida. There was another plane that they almost got. Yeah. Uh, a fifth flight. So uh, who knows what it could have been? Because, you know, keep in mind, they, they crashed the one. The other one was supposed to hit the Pentagon, but didn't do a ton of damage. I mean, we're 22 years later, and they're still looking at to as to how bad. So, you know, half of it was su- the mission was successful. Half of it failed. So but imagine how big it could have been. And we were, remember that day you were sitting there waiting for like, what is next? Yeah. And, and I think that the high, I think that the terrorists is they're sitting there watching this unfold. They're also saying, okay, what's next? Are we, we going to pull this thing off? We know we got more coming at you. And just 22 years later, they're still working on this and trying to piece together everything that was supposed to happen on that day. Well, the people on the plane started realizing what was going on. And yeah. then that's why they bum rushed those guys on the one that crashed in Philadelphia and uh, in Pittsburgh or whatever. Yep. They bum rushed him. Good for them, man. Mm-hmm. That, talk about the balls. Yeah. They said, not today. Yeah. Of 19 of the Al Qaeda jihadists that day, 15 were citizens of Saudi Arabia. So it was crazy. All the, mm-hmm. it seems like if you lived in South Florida, everyone had a story about, oh my gosh, I, 
because I, I, I used to work at a, a place that was right next to, I'd walk by the building where they were staying at every single day during the summertime. I used yeah. to see him. He would come and get coffee. Was, Jihad Todd. There was always a, a story like that, but I really did. We'd walk by with the baseball camp that I worked at. We'd walk by their apartment every single day, which is Dang. crazy. During that year, too. So yeah. you're walking by what they're, it's, it's just crazy to think of. We were that Lantana. close. Yeah. yeah. And for people who don't know, they're training at the Lantana Airport. Yeah. Right here in South Florida. So, Dang. yeah, pretty crazy. How bad do you feel if you're like just one of the flight instructors and those guys were your students? I think the you've hum- got to be just like, what the fuck? The human side of you feels bad, but you didn't know. Of yeah. course. You have to, you have to, you have to uh, yeah. give yourself a little bit of a break, too. Yeah. Of course. No one should carry that. But it's still a weird thing that you were a part of it in that level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Lori had said over the weekend, I heard an interview with actor Paul Giamatti, who's uh, on billions on Showtime, did Sideways, so many other movies, and his interest in UFOs, paranormal ghosts, and Bigfoot. I immediately thought of Jaber, and I wonder if he was aware of Paul Giamatti's interest in this. And I started listening to the podcast called Chinwag. He's got some really interesting guests and content on those topics. So maybe something to check out Chinwag. I love it. Paul Giamatti. I seems like a, he seems like a smart dude. He plays a lot of smart roles now. Would that be crazy if we find out all of it's real? <laughs> Bigfoot. Be Unicorn, insane, yeah. Unicorns. Drag. Like, all of it was Aliens. Werewolves. All of it had some truth to it at some point. Wouldn't that fucking blow your mind? The Loch Ness Monster. All of it, Virginia. <laughs> yeah. All of it, baby. You would be like, I told you so. You fucking, I fucking told you I so. I swear. I don't want it all to be real. That might kill you. That, that's too much. You can't. Have you might it all. have like one of them blood clots and just die. Well, even if dragons became a thing, if two hundred dragons were released into to, to the world, flying around, that would that changes the world. Oh, definitely. I think so. Yeah. Steph said, um, I saw this on YouTube News. I thought Jaber would be interested. They solved a forty-seven-year-old cold case. There's an 83-year-old retired pastor that was charged with murdering an 8-year-old girl back in 1975. And I bet this guy was probably thinking, hey, I'm 83, I'm going to die with this and not get caught. And finally, justice for Gretchen Harrington came about, but uh, sad that it took so long. Yeah, pretty crazy. I think it was a church camp she was walking to, and he's one of the pastors there, and... uh, There are some fucked up stories from the 70s, y'all. There are some fucked up stories from church. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah, it's very sad, but yeah. a lot of these perverts yeah. gravitate towards a religious environment because they know there's going to be a lot of access to kids. Church pervert, mm-hmm. church pervert, church pervert, church pervert. Well, and I think a lot of them too. There was a time and a place, and I'm glad that we're not there anymore. Where if you just cloaked yourself in the name of God and Jesus, that nobody would really question you. You're right. And I'll tell you now, honestly, I know my church man. They do some serious background checks, and they don't mess around. There's any sidestepping, and they're trying very careful to maintain a, a good reputation and it's tough for them because there's a lot of squirrely people. And I don't know why, man, but church attracts a lot of yep. really messed up individuals. But it you're does. right though when it comes to just the mentality back in the day where that guy would never have done that. Yeah. He's he a priest. Right. Or, yeah. or just he goes to church. Right, right. Motherfucker, what? And, and, and now you got to realize it really is the opposite because it does. Church attracts a lot of broken people. 
that at first they may have good intentions, but they get in there and they get comfortable and their evil ways take over. And they're like, I got a nice little cloak on here. You know, it's almost like I'm invisible. They can act like, oh, yeah. I'm such a good person. I right. care about the Lord. Yeah. And then everybody's defenses around them go down. And then that's when they mm-hmm. strike. Well, you have people, too, that are vulnerable when you're talking about church and your soul and spirit and your life yeah. and all that. And if you're down and out, too, mm-hmm. people can pray on that. Yeah, no doubt. Absolutely, they do. I and mean, that's, that's why, unfortunately, so many awful things do wind up happening in the church. I know that... Uh, you know, the good ones try to root it out, but it's it's very difficult, man. Very. There's a lot of evil hanging out in churches. I think about some of the churches that we went to. We went to a few. There was some weird A lot shit. of screwball and churches, by, by the yeah. way, this is not an attack on, on church. I'm saying specific churches had some weird fucking people in my childhood. It's, it's legit. It's, it's a real problem because, I mean, really, churches should be the backbones oh. of society. They should be... Um, you know, taking care of the poor and the needy and filling a lot of those things and, you know, picking up the ones who have fallen and no one else is there to get them. I mean, that really is the role of the church and that is what should happen. The but guy that made the, the guy that made the lemonade at the one church, it was so good, but he was so creepy and it was so yeah. uncomfortable. You get the lemonade and it would taste great. Well, they know the better it tastes, it the was, more little girls are going to come over. It's an uncomfortable, it's like an yeah. uncomfortable five minute thing. You have to go, get with this guy. The lemonade was so good though, Virginia. Yeah. I mean, 15 out of 10. I wish we knew then what we know now. You know, it's like, how how did we give so many people in the church a pass just because they were affiliated with the church? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, hopefully it's now. A, I think the churches that have it together hopefully are screening better and they're really keeping an eye oh, they on are. the people's in leadership. I know I know the church I go to is is very I've talked to them extensively about what they do and they're really keeping an eye on everybody. They've let many people go that started to step askew and they said, "Yeah, we just can't trust it, man. You got to be to a different level." Uh, but it is sad because you know, uh, somebody said, "Yeah, I gone to a church and pastor was picking up prostitutes. Crystal said that and others arrested for child porn. That was the end for me. And it's terrible that humans are ruining the connection you should be having to doing good. And it's, it's too bad because humans ruin religion and faith and all that stuff and everything. everything, Yeah, yeah. they do. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully, you know, we can get to a place where you can separate that and, and do be careful. There are a lot of churches that uh, are not good out there doing it. Just because it's a church doesn't mean that you don't have creepers hiding in plain sight. Yep. Keep your eyes open. Nine out of ten creepers love to go to the church to creep. Nine out of ten. Probably probably, more, Kev. Yeah. Maybe more. Probably not wrong on that, actually, unfortunately. They know because they know they can do the cloak of, oh, we're all here for the same reason. We love Jesus. I hate to say it. I think creepy is in every avenue. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of creepy everywhere. Well, but there think, is, think but, about, but think it, about it, any profession, teaching. There's creepy in teaching. There's there is, creepy yeah, in no doubt. Work. Well, because you look at that, there, and I can tell you, I know the school my uh, wife used to work at and my twins attended, uh, they had an incident uh, with a creeper sure. that was doing things they should not have been doing with children. And so po- there's po- some creepy police stories. You can't trust anybody. Mm-hmm. Church, school, it's uh, I, nothing. I, I think that's too... What too you, harsh. I think you can trust people. I just think you got to be because I don't want to be a person yeah. that can't trust people. Because yeah. I, I, I make jokes. I do have hope for humans. Yeah. I do, but you, 
you know, you got to be careful. You got to keep your guard up. Don't have blind trust for anybody, anyone. But you also can't, you know, not trust anybody because we. I really believe we do need each other as a species. Stay informed. Ask questions. Be real communicative. If something starts feeling weird, it likely is. So just. Keep your eyes open, and you can walk into certain places, and thankfully with my church, I, I feel safe. I feel like they're on it. I don't get those kind of like little tingly spider senses that there's just something a little bit whacked out going on here. But there's other places I have gone in, and I got weird vibes from it. There probably was something weird going on. Season four, Cobra Kai kind of taught us all something. It's all about balance, guys. Always has. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was a sweet Cobra Kai jacket you had on on Saturday. I appreciate that. I, I love it. I How love much it. that thing set you back? Nunya. Nunya business. <laughs> Sweet. Another story that um, I know people are fascinated with is the uh, Gilgo Beach uh, murders that's going on there, the serial killer and this uh, Rex Hireman, their hearman, as they're kind of going through his place right now. The soundproof room wasn't true, but the vault was. So they're trying to see if uh, anything weird went on there. But there's an article in The Independent that was talking a bit about it. You know, they've had their eyes on this dude like, I don't know, for a while. Um, but I guess when you read it, it you're kind of wondering, okay, do they actually have really good evidence on this guy? He is right now charged with three of the murders. They believe he might be at least responsible for a fourth. And I was reading somebody's commentary on it. And they said, you know, honestly, the shreds of evidence they have against this guy kind of weak when you look at him individually a stained shirt playboy magazines a child-sized doll rope and a vault it's all that stuff that you know when you start adding up together we talked about murder kits and whatnot but they're saying okay standing alone do they do they really have enough or are they just kind of going by the playbill of what a serial killer would have the cops don't have to release all the information do they they may have other yeah. stuff that we don't know mm-hmm. about. you don't know everything they yeah. got Everyone and, wants and they're to, still searching for stuff too they're looking for more it. evidence yeah they hold back details because when he finally confesses there'll be stuff that only the murderer knows i know and they hold back details from the public because they want to be able to ensure that when Rex gives them the details, that it's the real details. I know the people that do murder podcasts, they don't think the police are working fast enough, but yeah. they do have to, because you are right, they're looking for other stuff that might be connected to other cases. They can't show all everything they got, even though we want it now. Yeah. Put it on my murder podcast today. Please let me do a two-hour podcast about... Oh, opinions about a murder case that we're going to get answers about in a year anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I think you're going to find a lot more victims with this cat, and that's why they're digging up his backyard, and that's why they're talking about, oh, he had a soundproof secret basement. Like, what? Yeah, but and what I'm hearing right now about the story is this guy, he had the, you know, he has the appearance. He looked like, what do they call him, an ogre? Giant. A lot, giant. He was weird. Uh, uh, his house was more run down than the other neighbors. It, it, weird things going on in there. And it just, it when you hear that, you're going, how do people not realize that they're living right next to a serial killer? And then I'm like, okay, have you ever had that kind of neighbor? Is there somebody that you've ever lived next to? That, you know what? They really kind of added up all the things you would expect to find out of a serial killer. I was thinking about that too. You know, you're talking about, you know, buried in the backyard and a lot of the stuff I watch, there's bodies buried in a backyard and it makes you think, 
How is there a body somewhere within my block that no one will ever find? Did they get away with murder? Maybe something happened in the seventies. Someone buried a body in a backyard. Oh, look at this concrete patio you have. Yes. What's under it? Which has happened before. Totally. They, they yeah. buried a body and they put a big block there and they don't figure it out for twenty years. Is that just something for the movies and these podcasts? How prevalent is that? Yeah. It, it does kind of make you wonder because, I mean, you know, uh, Virginia, you know Massapequa Park. It's just, what, well, it's just a nice little quiet neighborhood kind of community. It's very nice. And yeah. just the fact that he had a rundown, crappy house. I mean, you don't see a whole bunch of that in Massapequa Park. Not at least the area that I was familiar with. Right. My grandmother's house was, I mean, in a very nice neighborhood. If you know, if you know 100 people, do you think one of them murdered, despite numbers alone? There's, I'm sure, an FBI stat that would let you know that. but Because if that's the case, one of you motherfuckers are a murderer. I'm talking to you, chat room. I'm talking to you, Virginia. <laughs> I've never murdered. I know you have, I'm saying. Mm. Yet. But what is the Keep number? Keep talking. What out of blank have murdered somebody? What's the, the number on that? There, there is a number. Because, I mean, I gave you the number the other day. They believe there's anywhere from 25 to 50 active serial killers currently working. I mean, we've got 250. So the FBI has stats on everything. We've got 258 people watching in the chat room right now. Has somebody murdered in that chat room? And never, no one knows about it. It's just a secret they're living with. I hope not. Mm-hmm. That's what high. I- that's high. If one out of that... What out of 258? You think that's that's too high? Yeah. Look at who was chatting and who just got mysteriously <laughs> yeah. quiet. You're right. It's without a 257. Look who dropped mm-hmm. out. Yep. Uh-huh. I see you, Metal Beard Dan. If you just left, we know you're a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. You're safe. We're so bad at research. We won't figure out who you are. <laughs> All right. Thanks for your uh, emails. Always send them to us. Mail at kvjshow.com. You guys have a good day. We'll talk to you later. Goodbye.